Welcome to Storytime with Paul Doerr. This season of the podcast includes excerpts via live shows and in-studio recordings from my new book, I'm Leaving It, and other stories. Some of the stories are true and some are not. I'll let you figure it out. But they all hopefully have my trademark charm, wit, and profound wisdom. Purchase your copy of the entire book in paperback, ebook, or audiobook form at all major online booksellers. I also write a monthly newsletter that is both fun and insightful. To subscribe to the newsletter or for further information about the book, please visit pauldor.com. Today's story, Married with Children. One and only, Paul Doerr, everybody. This story is dedicated to all the single people out there. I want you to stay strong. So when I was young, I uh, took piano lessons. And uh, I didn't really like it at the time. What I really wanted to do was play guitar. So when I became an adult, I I bought one, and I tried to teach myself how to play, but then it attacked me. <laughs> and, but I still, I just wanted music in my life, not to perform for anybody, not to, you know, any of that kind of thing. I just, I figured I could still play the piano. I still, you know, knew how to read music. And so I decided, I found a keyboard uh, online. So I went out to meet um, the seller out in the suburbs early one Sunday morning. He took the keyboard out of the trunk of his BMW and he wanted me to test it for some reason. So I popped in some batteries, he started banging on the keys and uh, the keys were doing what they're supposed to be doing. And um, then he sort of leaned in and he said, you know, this was for my kids. I bought this for my kids. But they lost interest. Is this for your kids? And I kind of just panicked a little bit. And I said, yeah, yeah, it's for my son. And, uh, and I said, for some reason, I said it's for my son and it's for his birthday. And uh, so then he said, well, um, that's great. How old is your son? And I said, 12. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I just want to get him a keyboard before I get him a piano because he'll lose interest, you know, kids these days, right? <laughs> and, and then he said, well, what's your son's name? And I said, James, because uh, I thought that was a strong sounding name. He, he, he sort of leaned into me and he said, so did the wife make you come all the way out here so early on a Sunday morning? <laughs> so I said, my ex-wife. <laughs> if 
I thought that was kind of presumptuous to assume that I was married. I mean, maybe I'm not married. Maybe we're common law. Maybe I never wanted to be married in the first place, and this is kind of a contentious subject of conversation for me. Maybe I'm married to a man because it is 2016. But, you know, also it's because I don't have a son named James. And I have no kids. And I'm not married. And basically, I'm in no relationship at all, obviously, through the course of the whole evening. You've, you've realized that. But when he said, when he said uh, is this for your kids, I had like two choices. I could have explained to him, yes, you see, I played the piano when I was a kid, and uh, I really wanted to play guitar, and I bought a guitar, but then my guitar attacked me, and, but I really wanted music in my life, and I could still read music, and I could still play the piano, so maybe, why don't, you know, the keyboard, yes, is for me. <laughs> or I could have just did what I did and just lie to him <laughs> and agree, and hopefully that will, like, bring the conversation to an end, but... This guy was a real fucking chatty Kathy. <laughs> I don't know if it's my age. I don't know what it is, but people assume that I should just be married and have kids. I don't know. I think that the world basically is made up. It's really made for conscious coupling. Some people have a perception that you can't go to a restaurant by yourself and eat. I've had married people say, well, how do you, how do you eat? Like, do you just eat alone <laughs> at home? I, going to the movies or to the theater is out of the question because you're always responsible for like making the seating arrangements uneven. <laughs> and couples always ask you to move so they can sit together. <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, I was in Austin, Texas, and I was staying at a bed and breakfast. It was just me for the first three mornings and Nick, he was the owner of the business. We had great, a great time talking about the local music scene and the film scene and everything. And then on my last day there, this couple around my age, they come into the breakfast area and, they, and Nick offers the woman a big hearty happy birthday. And they literally stopped in their tracks when they saw me. And they awkwardly sat down at the table and then we all sat there in silence eating. <laughs> And I can read minds, so I know that they were thinking, what's with this weird guy sitting here alone ruining our special birthday celebration? Because bed and breakfast aren't for single people either. So I took the keyboard, and I put it in the trunk of my car, and I got out of that lonely McDonald's parking lot. And I, on my way, I yelled out the window, it's for James, it's for his birthday. <laughs> but, then a few, but then a few weeks later, uh, I was at a dollar store. I was buying all these ridiculous items for a friend's birthday, as you do. And the, the woman at the, at the cash sort of looked at all the items, and then she looked at me, and she kind of raised her eyebrows in judgment. And... I just said, it's for my son, James. <laughs> it's his birthday. And I thought, maybe there is room for a son in my life, because they can all judge him. And so whenever I play my keyboard, I think of James, because he's like the son I never had. And, and you know what? Today is his birthday. <laughs> So, if you all will, 
to end the show, can you all please join me, because I'm not singing alone, <laughs> to sing happy birthday to my son James. Ready? One, two, three. After my car accident, I had to answer the same three questions multiple times. Are you married? Do you have any dependents? Do you live alone? Let's set aside for now the inherent judgments embedded in each of these questions. Remember, I am a highly judgmental person, so somewhat understand the logic in these questions. The short answers are no, no, and yes. The tow truck driver, who had mysteriously appeared before the police and the ambulance, suggested we sat in his truck to get out of the cold. We sat quietly for a few minutes until he wanted to make some small talk, starting with, are you married? When I answered no, he shrugged and said, that's probably for the best. Although he was trying to be kind, it was along the lines of, who needs the old ball and chain, right? kind of thing. I was still in somewhat of a state of shock and didn't have the energy to engage him in conversation about it. On the phone with the insurance company, the representative inquired about whether I was married or had any dependents. I was beginning to think maybe I was married, or at least people were trying to give me some hints about my major life decisions. Waiting to see a doctor, I felt myself sinking further and further into exhaustion and pain. She arrived, and the first three questions were, Are you married? Do you have any dependents? Do you live alone? The living alone question was important because I had a concussion and needed to be woken up every few hours, or I might not wake up at all. But the other questions confused me. Should I be married? I understand this is a thing that people do, but it never seemed to be in the cards for me. Perhaps I should just find someone willing enough to put up with my poor attitude and buy a ring and walk down that aisle? For the next few days, I watched a lot of television. I almost watched the entire first two seasons of BoJack Horseman in one sitting. I pulled myself together and went back to the doctor's office for my first physiotherapy appointment. She had to reassess me, and the first question she asked was, Are you married? I paused. Maybe it was the amount of television I watched, or my complete lack of any strength to try and explain that yes, the institution of marriage is still going strong, even though culturally it is outdated and antiquated. Some people are not really avoiding it out of any protest. We just can't find a partner to love and who will love us. Some of us just aren't lucky enough. So instead, I just said, yes, I'm married. Oh, really, the physiotherapist said. What's your wife's name? I also didn't have the energy to bring up the fact that it's probably not wise to gender marriage. Marriage might be outdated, but as I already mentioned, it's 2020, and we can all get married now, and one shouldn't make assumptions. Instead, I just said, Diane. Diane is a character in Bojack Horseman. For the first few days, my brain had been foggy, but at that moment, something cleared. I saw her clearly. I saw my wife, Diane. 
Diane is a nice name, the physiotherapist said. Yes, Diane has helped me so much. She's incredibly smart, much smarter than me. We really make each other better. I don't know what came over me, and I provided way too much information about my wife, Diane. The physiotherapist was probably sorry she asked. Diane and I met when we were finishing university. I had started working and she was taking a master's degree. She'd go on to do a PhD in international relations. Like I said, much smarter than me. We are quite the match. We both work from home, but it's okay. We like being around each other. We can work quietly in the same space, but also we like bouncing ideas off each other. We're a team. She's creative also, like really creative, naturally creative. An amazing writer, and although we are a romantic partnership, we have independent lives. We do almost everything together, but we have separate interests, which we both regard as a healthy addition to our already amazing relationship. We're really perfect for each other. Maybe at my next appointment, Diane can come, and you can meet her. I think the two of you would really hit it off. We've talked about having kids, James for a boy, Jane for a girl. The physiotherapist had gone silent, but not a good kind of silence. I took my cue to shut up about Diane, and we continued on with the assessment. I had become one of those people, the kind who insisted on projecting to the world just how happy they are in their relationship. In reality, in between the happy social media pictures and constant insistence about how much more happier we are than you, it's just another sad and failed relationship experiment. Or, in my case, a non-existent failed relationship. But I liked the sound of this Diane. She had characteristics of a person I'd really like to be around. I was so convincing that I went home thinking Diane would be there waiting for me. But when I opened my front door, the place was empty because I'm not married, I have no dependents, and I live alone. Thank you for listening. Again, if you'd like to purchase a copy of I'm Leaving It or any of my other books, they are available at most online booksellers. The live performances were originally performed and recorded at the monthly storytelling event, Stories We Don't Tell. To learn more about Stories We Don't Tell, head over to storieswedonttell.org. For everything else, please visit halldoor.com.